0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome on in to the S.E. SC Scoops Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm SC Scoops Managing Editor Zach Haydorn. That is podcast extraordinaire Tyler Sage. Tyler, what's up? What's up, man? Anything going on?
1: <laughs> no, you know, slow news week. Yeah. Uh, barely any wrestling shows. I wish we had a, a wrestling a show to
0: watch. I wish we had something to yeah. watch. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. I think if you, if you broke down the three... You know, PLEs, pay-per-views, plus all the regular content. I mean, that's like beyond a full-time job. So,
0: yeah, we're here. We're here. <laughs> we're here. Um, And we're here with you. Uh, thanks to everybody who's joining us live, who's watching us on YouTube, watching us on Twitter. Uh, we very much appreciate it. We are live every single Tuesday night, 9 Eastern, 8 Central, talking about the news in wrestling, previewing big shows, and chatting with you and taking your, your questions. The chat is open and ready for you guys to hit it and uh, let us know what you're thinking. We have our super chat available as well for you to ask questions to the show and to um, uh, participate in the show. We do appreciate any donation that you can make towards the program um, and towards the podcast via a super chat. It really helps us um, keep the show going. And um, we're certainly appreciative of, uh, of, of that contribution. Um, if you want to get a question in, Obviously, you could do that. You can also follow me on Twitter at Zhaydorn. You can follow Tyler on Twitter at Ring of Tyler. And yeah, we are here every single week. So thank you to everybody who's joining us live. If you can't join us live um, and you're worried about that, don't. You can catch us on the podcast feeds the next morning. So Wednesday morning, you can catch us wherever your podcasts are found. Um, It's not just on YouTube. So where you are, we are. And uh, that's one of the great parts um, about this show. So, here's what we're doing tonight. All right, we need to talk CM Punk, and I, I want to make sure Tyler, and maybe you have some thoughts on on you know, we could talk about how this story's been covered, and you know how people are acting in the media, and I think we should. I think that's a key part of this story, almost as much as the story. Uh, of CM Punk and AEW is in and of itself, um, but you know I want to I want to do this in a mature way, in a real way, and you know in, a, in an adult way, and that is the goal here. So to everybody in the chat, hello Zach and Tracy, and everybody else joining us live. You know we're here to you know talk about this like uh, uh, like grown ups, and uh, maybe if <laughs> uh, some AEW folks tune in and uh, and catch this show, we can. Uh, <laughs> we can show them what some uh, some some adult discourse um, looks like, um, and maybe they can maybe we could just save AEW right here on this show, Tyler.
1: Yeah. So you're saying like we're not like Twitter accounts
0: with n- with
1: no avatar, <laughs> with the avatar lo- out you know, and it's like one Bill Phil all underscored, and then they're like you know Jack Perry's a travesty, like nothing like that, right?
0: We're gonna yeah, nothing. Uh, hold on, I gotta... and, and, I got to go delete that really quick. Hang on a minute. That's not me. (laughs) Yeah. I knew that was you. (laughs) Yeah. Say that ain't me. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, (laughs) But yes, that's the game plan here. Because look, this CM Punk story, it's a big story. I mean, like drama, yes, it's there. We'll talk about it. Um, Mm -hmm. Immaturity, yes, it's there. We'll talk about it. Bad reporting, yes. It's there. We're going to talk about it. But it's also just a big pro wrestling story in the context of AW losing and or being on the outs with a major, major star in a major, major market five days before a pay-per-view that nobody really wanted to be this Sunday anyway after (laughs) All-In. And, you know, and now now we're here. So I want to attack this thing from all angles. But if you're tuning in Mm -hmm. and you haven't heard... Um, what happens, uh, what has happened yet. Um, this is the, the gist of it. And you can go to scscoops.com for all like the news if you want to read more in depth on this story and the multiple stories that have popped up around it. But the basic gist is um, during Jack Perry's match with Hook on the AEW All-In Zero Hour Show, ahead of a spot that included glass, uh, on a, on the back of a car, a windshield. Um, Perry looked into the camera and said, "Yeah, that's real glass." I'm paraphrasing here. That's real glass. Cry me a river about it. And then he goes and 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 gets put through the windshield himself. In classic WWE irony mm-hmm. or de- re- pro wrestling irony, excuse me. Um, and and then the madness ensues. Obviously, that's a shot at CM Punk. A few weeks back, it was reported that Punk. And a, and a cast of other players on collision did not want Perry to use real glass in a spot. Uh, and if well, he didn't like that, apparently they had some words end of story for a couple weeks. Well, then this happens and it just so happens that punk is the first match out and they cross paths backstage. And there's some type of confrontation. Confrontation turns physical, depending on what story you're following. And it was initiated by Punk or Perry, depending on which story you're following. Um, But the bottom line is there's another backstage fight between two talents in AEW at a big show. um, And now everybody involved, Perry and Punk, reportedly per Sports Illustrated this morning um, and confirmed by a host of others are suspended. Um, And that's where we stand at this minute. Before we get into the nitty-gritty, Tyler, did I miss anything there that's important here?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's also the scuttlebutt of, like, a secondary potential issue that Punk and Miro had that was been has been essentially disproven, at least as far as I can tell. Right. So if that's, like, on the ether and you have seen that, then that's the case. And also, like, the whole thing with, I don't know if you're going to get into this, but the transportation that, that Punk was not happy about and that it was, it was later you know, said that, aw doesn't provide transport at international shows basically is the line yes. and um so has also been like a thing of like the the remnants of again that maybe not adult conversation happening of people picking sides of like hey if you want to argue the side of punk like that's a reason to be upset but uh, i think that was also um dissuade
0: you yeah. know which
1: i'm kind of disappointed with because i had the rebuttal of like a ah, punk should really contact uh, talent relations. If he was upset with something like that,
0: but, you know, now I don't have that. Now I don't have if, that rebuttal. So I just if make sure only, to yeah. yeah, If only, if so. only the talent relations guy was allowed to be on the show Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. god. So,
1: but yeah. So I think those are kind of the tertiary things floating around yeah. this whole situation. And obviously, you know, uh, you can decide if we go into the reporting of this. I know you want to talk about kind of discussion. Um, I certainly would like to talk about that. I kind of broke my rule as you know, and, and anyone that's followed me for a long time, if you haven't here on the, uh SC scoops feed, I try not to listen to a ton of other people in the space so that, you know, I think it's bad when pro wrestling commentary becomes an echo chamber and you and I agree enough as it is without talking ahead of time that, you know, no reason to hear other people inform my opinion based on that. But I kind of broke that rule to kind of hear how people are talking about the situation. And I was, I've, you know, not entirely surprised but disappointed i guess so i'll kind of leave it there and then you can go where you want to and i can elaborate from there
0: yeah so let's uh i want to hit some of our uh, super chats because they're coming in mm-hmm. um tracy and zach will get in tracy thank you so much for the contribution uh really appreciate the adult discussion yes i i'm glad you appreciate it because after today and yesterday i thought it was uh necessary <laughs> to approach it this way so um tracy i'm we're so glad you're here. We're so glad you're uh, a fan of the show, and thank you, thank you for the uh, the contribution and the and the comment. Um, so. Let's let's put a pin in the media thing really quick because I want to let let's just mm-hmm. talk punk first, and we can stem mm-hmm. from that with Zach's uh, super chat here. Um, Zach, thank you, always a friend of the podcast, and uh, appreciate you being here. Um, Zach has given everything that we learned today that Tony Khan saw Punk instigate a physical attack in front of his own eyes. Punk must go. It is time to cut bait. Um, so this is a good place to start the discussion for me anyway because. The the bottom line for me on this is, I agree with Zach. Long form, you know, like Punk's got to go. You know, it's time. It's and even if it's not time, like y- as a leader and as like the person who runs that promotion, you have got to flex your muscle in this instance. And I think the only way to do that is to show. CM Punk, the door, and if that means lawsuits, okay, go ahead. You have he's got way more money than Punk does, you know, like have at it. Um, if and then, yeah, obviously, that's going to mean you don't get CM Punk on your show anymore. You know, he's been suspended for more than half the tenure that he's been with the company anyway. Like, it's you know, it's time, it's time. So, I agree with you on this, Zach. Um, in principle. I'm not letting CM Punk just walk out the door, though. There's absolutely no way that I'd, be doing, that I'd be doing that. If that was, to me, if that's the long answer, the short answer is, look, we're in Chicago this weekend. You're going to wrestle MJF. and We're going to unify these titles. You're going to do the job, one, two, three, and then you're going to be going out the door. And that, I mean, that is just how I would approach this. I mean, there's no... You've already sold tickets to that show. People have already, you know, purchased pay per views on the assumption that Punk's going to be there. You haven't gotten, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> you don't you don't have a great like track record of getting a, a lot out of CM Punk at this time, and that's MJF versus CM Punk on that night paints MJF as the biggest baby face that you could that you could possibly want coming off the heels of All In. He gets a big win. He wins the title or the undisputed title, quote unquote, whatever. And then you know you move on. Punk's gone. Um, And then and then that's it. You know, Punk does business here. You get here's your settlement, whatever. You're out of here. I you got to get something out of Punk with this. This can't be the story coming out of this. Has to be Tony Khan flexing muscle and and getting exactly what he wants to happen. Happen like. It reminds me a little bit of like Survivor Series 1997, where it's like Todd Martin. I don't know if you guys um, listen to uh, if, you're, if you're Torch VIP members, which I've been for, for a long time. And you should uh, if you don't check it out, highly recommend. Um, you know, he brought up a good point talking. He had a question about Survivor Series 1997. And the question was, you know, is like, did Vince McMahon have to do that to Bret Hart? and it, and the answer came down to, and I'm paraphrasing, but he didn't have to, but that's just, that's what he wanted to do. He didn't want Bret Hart leaving that city, you know, on that day with the, with the title for whatever reason, right or wrong. That's not what he wanted. And so that's what he got. And I think this instance, it doesn't have to be as brutal as that, but to me, the, Tony Khan winning this is the perception around Tony Khan changing as a as a backstage leader and the promoter of this company and the CEO of AEW, like the perception has to change with this. And I think by forcing Punk out and forcing him to do business, forcing him to do a job that you know he probably doesn't want to do, like that to me is the the, the biggest flex you can make. And so, yes, Punk has to go, in my opinion, Tyler, but I think, you know, business comes first, and you you, you do this to get the most out of him before you kick him out the door. Well, at the
1: top of the show, I said I agree with you almost all the time. I do not in this instance, so it right. was exciting for me. Um, you know, Also, you know, on, on a previous channel, uh, we talked about when the news of CM Punk basically coming back with the collision thing, we both thought it was a bad idea. I think we both said that we would not bring him back, period. Uh, you can re- refute that if you'd like right here, Zach. But um, no. I've been against him. Okay. I've been against him coming back in the first place. So I'm totally with you and and Zach Barber here about, uh, yeah, he's got to be gone, right? I think it's just the machinations of how that happens. I think there's two reasons I disagree with you. And there are two different reasons. One is a, what you're kind of elaborating here, the prestige of Tony Khan and also the legal issue of, of punk, right? If you're Tony Khan and you suspend Jack Perry, and then you don't suspend or get rid of or negotiate a contract with Punk. Um, you know, and you let him work and then suspend him. There's pretty bad legal precedent. Person- There's You have a bad case if you're AEW to not pay him his full contract plus damages is my guess. That seems like a pretty cut and dry that you were used like that talent to make other people look good. You know, with people that don't understand the entertainment business that you've cut bait on. Incident happened you let them work other dates and then you reprimand is just like a really bad way in any business pro wrestling or any sort of job out there. Right. So I think that's a main issue. And then for me, the for me personally, the main issue is like, I don't care what the match is. Like you gotta be done with CM Punk right now. You gotta stop giving him every everything he wants to do. There's other reporting out there that he's like in Tony Khan's room, yelling at him and ripping him down. And you know, Tony Khan's not saying anything there's a fight. He didn't let some walk out there. Like if you're Tony Khan, this is to be hyperbolic on purpose here. Like this is kind of the last chance you have to be like, Hey, you can't walk all over me period. And I think this is a way for him to prove that, that he's not Vince McMahon. Cause I think Vince McMahon would go out there, make Punk go out there in a, whatever in polka dots, right. As, as a joke and get dropped in one second in one, two, three, and then some sort of cake in his face, and they tar and feather him and he gets like kicked out of the building like that to na, 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 na. Hey, Hey, goodbye. And like, that's the end of his like career. And he looks like an absolute buffoon on the way out, which, you know, Punk is probably not going to do. So therefore, anyway, I, I'm distracted here, but like, I just do not think that if you're Tony Khan, you can take any chances here and a trust CM Punk to do the job and not want to do his own Chicago had... screw, screw job in his own city. Right? Like I think there's no chance he plays ball. And, um, I, you know, if you're CM Punk, why would you think that there's any chance that was going to say anything against you? Except for the fact that, C- that MJF can probably beat CM Punk in a shoot fight pretty easily, if I had to guess. Based on who CM Punk is targeted and who is not targeted in these, uh, you know, physical confrontations. But, um, so yeah, I, I kind of went all around there. But I just do not think you have any chance to, like, A, if you reprimand Perry and him differently... Um, it is what it is, and the match itself is probably your follow up question in your in your head that I haven't answered here. Is like, hey, if you're Tony Khan, like, whatever. Like my initial thing here is get no matter what you have to do or what you have to pay, get Will Osprey in the main event and have an awesome work rate main event that people never thought they were going to see at least this quickly. And you know, Osprey's probably going to lose. Bring again, awesome forty five minute match. If you're MJF, you want to like grab the company by the you know horns and and make it your own and be like, hey. You're gonna cheer for me like you were you cheered for CM Punk 10 years ago and I'm your new guy, whatever, right? Like there's that sort of level of uh confidence that a lot of these people on the roster have to to make lemonade out of the situation, I think. And Tony Khan needs to show the cojones to do it. But I think having him work at all, period, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, ever again in the future is like a for me, is just an outsider, let alone someone that works for Tony Khan, is a a like emotional breach of trust that I'll never really respect you as much as I could have. If you do this, it's a fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Uh, You know, shame on me or won't get fooled again. As George W. Bush said, you know, fool me twice. (laughs) Won't get fooled again. Um, again. But uh, a little deep reference there for everybody. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's that zone, right? Like CM Punk is a problem. He will continue to be a problem. It's not going to change. And now it's, as I've said, as you said, it's, now, I think people are starting to fully realize everywhere across the wrestling landscape. This is a Tony Khan problem that only Tony, Tony Khan can solve based on his actions in this next seven-day
0: period. Well, as usual, you put forth a very good argument. I, I just, I look, I don't, I mean, obviously, I don't disagree with that. I think mean, so that's a reasonable approach. I, when I, I guess when I, when I was, when I've been thinking about this and, you know, kind of what I wanted to say about it on the show, it's, it's more like, I don't know, I guess, God dang. Maybe, maybe I'm showing my colors as more, or uh, more spiteful like a Vince McMahon would be than Tony Khan. But, but I'm, I'm sitting there and my first thing was just, I, I don't want CM Punk to be able to just ride off into the sunset like that. Like, that's what he wants to have happen. Like, I, 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 I feel mm-hmm. like you know that's what he like wants. He wants to just mm-hmm. leave AEW. They pay him his money. He's you know still gets to be out there as this kind of like you know anti-hero, anti-establishment guy, and like you know. I, and I guess when I was saying that the what I was like my thought process on how to handle this is, okay, how do you get the most out of him? How do you prevent that from happening? How do you flex in the biggest way possible to get some of that, you know, locker room respect back, but you might be right. I mean, it might be just like the more mature thing to do probably, probably is to just say, Hey, see you later. You know, and we'll, we're going to do a really cool main event and, and that's it. And, and And I guess whatever happens happens after that. But, it's more, I think where I do agree with you hundred percent is that it's, this is on Tony Khan now it's, mm-hmm. and it, and, and it has been for a while, but it especially is right now, as you mentioned in the seven days, like he needs to use this in a way to, that gets him credibility back in the locker room that, um, that, you know, make sure that in his company that he's sunk, millions and millions of dollars into that things go the way he wants them to go and i don't i don't think that there's anything you know that's kind of like a vince mcmahon type thing because Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to happen in the way that vince mcmahon made it happen like i like you know there's you know i feel like there's people out there that work for organizations all the time where you know, you respect the person that you're working for and you like the person that you're working for, but it doesn't change the fact that that guy is the, or woman is the person that's making the decisions and it's, it's going to go their way. And I think Tony has to step in and show the whole locker room, no matter who it is, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Punk, Adam Cole, MJF in a, in a, in a, in a few months that his company, his company, his show, his booking um i want to see him get control of this with that otherwise you know this isn't the first time this has happened it's happened with other talents as well mjf you know being a, a a prominent one so um that's what you know again it's not so much me thinking okay this is the most petty response but it's how do you put your foot down in the most impactful way possible and mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, what do you think about, like, my devil's advocate here? Because I'm not even sure that I believe what I'm about to say. But Mm -hmm. it it crossed my mind as you were making your argument, which is, you know, Jack Perry and CM Punk, like, uh, they're not. I mean, they're not, like, on the same pedestal. Like, so Punk is going to get treated a little bit differently than Perry would be because Mm -hmm. he's – you're paying him more money. He has more of an impact. Like, it's just different, you know. And so – I, I, to me, like, I guess I'm not a lawyer, so obviously I can't talk about it from that angle. But to me, it's like, all right, Jack Perry, you're getting a six month suspension. Well, I don't know what you were thinking out there. And like, you know, see ya. I don't know what you were thinking. Go think about it for six months and we'll talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And Perry might go, oh, okay, that's at least I'm not fired or released from my contract. But with Punk, it's like, I don't know that you could just slap him with a six-month suspension, then he just comes right back. Like, I mean, I, I feel like you go down that rabbit hole, and you can get to a point where you're treating Perry differently if you suspend him for six months and he comes back, but you spend, you know, but you fire CM Punk. It's like I think you you're in the same kind of place, right? In in mm-hmm. in in a, in yeah. a, in a way.
1: Yeah. I mean, the only thing, again, the boring like minutiae of it is the precedent set. And, you know, it's a private company. So it's a little different than a court of law setting precedent. But, like, you know, you have a month suspension now with the Elite. They were out for a month after getting a backstage altercation. This is, I think, a a different story, right? Instigated with acts, um, you know, on camera that were not approved by the company. You know, same thing with Punk. But yeah, I think, uh, I think it's totally fine. You know, I think if you're going to, Totally take one guy off TV and then you take another guy six months um, off TV. That gives him time to think about it. And also, you know, if he comes back, you know, adding 10 pounds of muscle because he's serious or he comes back the same or he's comes back a little skinny fat um, that that tells you to what you need to know as a promoter. And I don't know which one Jack Perry would be, but uh, you know, I think he's got a pretty good heel potential if you do that too. So it might work out for him in the end, but yeah, I, I don't think that's, I think being pretty extreme here and saying the new Notion that, like, hey, in the past we kind of effed around, and now you're all finding out that you know, if you're Sammy, if you're Andrade, if you're Eddie Kingston, right? If you're CM Punk, if you're the Young Bucks, if you're Kenny Omega, if you are, you know, Thunder Rosa and Eva or if you whatever, I mean, there's a lot of names I just ran down or that have been a pretty substantial MJF things and MJF, yeah, yeah, like, and this is not, you know, uh, Hershey, PA, WWF 1994, we're talking about here, this is a different ball game of tv contracts of you know show you're doing eighty thousand 000 people show just a different setup it's not the you know uh rev pro show it's not the right. pwg show where you're fighting and that's not even happening back there so yeah i think having it and now going forward if you get an altercation at work for any reason don't care if it's your fault their fault you know if there's anything besides someone coming up and cold cocking you for absolutely no reason you're getting six months to you you're fired is the minimum of six months or whatever, you know, make, make some harsher statements and put your foot down and, you know, say, or your contract is every contract you sign going forward. It's totally void. No cash paid out is, is a clause in every contract going forward and you know, all that sort of stuff. Like you have to do that and change that. And then hopefully it calms down and you get some sort of, you know, your soft power, the velvet glove. If you're Tony Khan, you're not gonna have the iron, the iron fist offensive man, but your velvet glove, of yep. contractual setup, I think could work very well. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, th- this has to be the end of this, like regard, re- you know, regardless of how it shakes out. I, I I'd, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You make, you make really good points. And, and yeah, I guess I still lean towards, man, like this guy needs to do business before he goes out the door, but like there's so much You you bring up a lot of good points as to why that would not be a smart call. So you know, if we ever, uh, I mean, wrestling promotion, you have to be. What do you think?
1: Let's 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 say hypothetically that CM Punk and MJF in the main event of All Out in, in the United Center, right? It's in the United, yeah. United yes. States arena.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like what what is for that? As soon as that bell rings, what is Tony Khan's BPM on his Apple Watch? Is it like 210? Like, is he about to <laughs> literally die? <laughs> well,
0: because, I like, think if it I mean, don't you think that there's a way to like I, again? I'm not I'm not a lawyer, so uh, I'd stipulate to that here. But I'd imagine there's a way of like punk, this is what we're gonna do. Like you want settlement X. So if you want that. This is how this has to go, and it has to go that way to a T. And if it doesn't, we're going. You know, we're going to court, and I'm suing you, and you're fired. And like, and like, he has unlimited resources from money perspective. Punk doesn't. I just mm-hmm. feel like there would have to be. I almost would think, yeah, you could not do it unless you're, you're, you know. You're, your your apple watch was just at a cool 75 like cuz you yeah. know how everything's going to go like that that would be the only way that i think you could run it out there so yeah. uh, if it, but again i'm not a lawyer so if we have anybody yeah. if there are any lawyers in the chat uh you know ping us and let us know if something like that's feasible unless you know yeah
1: i mean i assume you could i i also assume that you could use that if you're punk in a court of law, but you were also like, I'm saying, like, hey, they amended my contract and said all the stuff's not my original contract, but he had probably doesn't have creative control in his contract, like a Hogan WCW contract either, I would presume. So, I would, yeah, you know, I if you want to go, that. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. if you want to go the full, like, I could be very easily swayed here as well to, you know, to not like I th- I'm one or the other at this point. I'm either he's done and i have never seen him again on, I'm never going to see him again on an AW TV screen or. I'm having him job out to everybody for the next like two years on every dynamite, yes. every collision, right? Like Serpentico is Serpentico is pinning him in two minutes, like in two weeks and commander we just,
0: commander's getting the big yeah, commander.
1: Wing. Yeah. Like, like he's jobbing to everybody. Like if you like, and, and is that professional? Hell no. Is that what Vince McMahon would do? Hell no. But it is like as spiteful as a Vince McMahon move would be over yes. a longer period of time. And, like, as a, you know, I could, I wouldn't do it if I'm Tony Khan. I'd do the first zone and just cut bait and be like, I'm the bigger person. I'm the owner of the company. I'm above this crap. But I, the, my, you know, what did Abraham Lincoln say? Our better angels? Well, my worst demons <laughs> could be very much convinced to just totally make this guy, yeah. um, uh, whom I, I don't you some like make him, I'd make him the goon too. He can go out in his Blackhawks jersey and he's the goon. Circa, you know, 90s WWF, and he's just losing to everybody. And it's he's doing it and he's parading. He's got a big, dumb smile on his face. Contract Leatherface you know.
0: is coming back.
1: Yeah, he's Leatherface all along. And yes. he's in the best friends. He's getting hugged by them, all that stuff. Like, it, that, I could totally, if, if I had full carte blanche of him and could thought he would work, I would do that to him at this point. But the better thing to do is cut bait and be the bigger person. So,
0: so. Okay, let's take a step back on CM Punk here for a minute because there is another mm-hmm. player in here, Jack Perry. What the hell are you thinking, man? You know, I mean, it's unfathomable to me to be that guy right now with the push that he's getting, turn heel, you know, pillar whatever in the company. I mean, he's a guy that Tony Khan clearly liked. You know he booked them all the time. Tag team champion. Mm-hmm. He's on regularly on TV. He's on most pay per views. Um, he's getting a really good push as a as a as a uh, as a heel right now. And um, young young guy. So the you know huge future. And you know look like Jungle Boy Jack Jack Perry's future is not I think is not for like forever uh, tied to this event. Punk is way more tied to it than, than he is, but you, you you know if I'm Tony Khan, I'm 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 livid with Perry that he would pull something like this on that night on that show knowing. Everything that it took for them to get to that place as a company and knowing everything that it took to get punk back into the fold, they've got business on the table with Aw collision that punk is a key player on and the show is doing well by all you know by all accounts and then you have this 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 mid card guy who comes in and pokes the bear like that um, yeah you, CM Punk cannot react the way that he did. No question. You can't fight people. You can't fight people at work. This isn't 1980s pro wrestling. You know, you can't. People get in trouble for doing that on NBA teams and in and, and, and NFL locker rooms. Like, you can't react that way. No question about it. Um, so this is not a defense of CM Punk's reaction. But it is a heavy, heavy criticism on the poor judgment and selfishness of – jack perry to do that in that environment um when you hear him talk about being you know the company guy that he wants to be to turn around and do that on that night is it's not just disrespectful and it's not just stupid it's it's the only the only word that comes to mind is just completely unfathomable and if i was tony khan man i would you know It'd be a long, long time before we saw Jack Perry back in an AEW ring. I mean a long time because, you know, yes, Punk can't do that, but the butterfly effect is Perry doesn't make that comment. None of this is happening, and that doesn't excuse Punk, but it's the reality of the situation. And so um, what do you make of Jack Perry and all this, and what do you think his future is like, you know, uh, you know mm-hmm. next year with AEW?
1: Yeah, I uh, first of all, I can't wait for the the book or the podcast or the the shoot interviews that Perry does because my, you know, I, I really want to know. You know, we hear a lot about you know maybe the elite guys and the the punk slash FTR groupings back there, but like, who's Jack Perry hanging out with twenty four seven? Like, what yeah. is the? Well, I think we like, know. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but like, obviously, he's not hanging out with punk and FTR I think we know that but how many people just like around the periphery of the company are like every week going like oh my god punk or you know all this stuff happening like you know again I always tie it back to everyone's been in a workplace there's always little fiefdoms if who you like who you don't like who you as a group don't like who's annoying but gets a lot of credit who's like the star employee but you know doesn't do anything and everyone in your group does ten times more work than them, and why do they get all the credit? Like all that is happening—that that's just a human thing. No matter what you're doing, if yes. you're well you said, know, if you're if you're hunter-gathering or if you're in a wrestling company, right? It's all the same. You're always kind of hate somebody that's in your group. Humans can only coexist in like thirty. Once you get past twenty-five or thirty, like we all start killing each other. Uh, In different times, now we just fight over stupid stuff, right? We're all, we all have the same stupid brain that we've had for a long time. But um, (laughs) it's, you know, and some people built differently. And if you're hearing that, hearing that, hearing that, like everybody hates this guy and you're Jack Perry, you're a pillar. You've been here since the beginning. I don't know if he thinks all this, but like to me, it was more of a hey, I'm a leader. I'm kind of a made guy here. I've been here since the beginning. I know these EVPs, like I'm going to stand up and say something and is that the right way to stand up and say something no right it's like you know did punk leak stuff about you yes did his group get this whole story and make you look bad yes but like doing it in the way he did it i don't think is the most perfect way to get one over on punk you could have just gone up to him after the news broke and be like hey man can we please like i understand i didn't take it well but like please don't leak stories and if you didn't do it, do you know who did? All that sort of stuff, right? That's the adult way to handle the situation. And then if Punk's an issue, whatever. You go from there, where you're the bigger person, right? Doing it in this way, and if that's like a way to be like, hey, double middle fingers to you, Punk. You're the establishment guy. You're not the rebel. I'm the rebel. There's all that kind of coalescing into this sort of situation. I'm the young, hungry guy. No one's going to stand up to you. I'm going to stand up to you. And it's kind of all of that. Like, he thinks he's a made guy within this family. And this guy's an outsider, but really punk is the, you know, to do like the mob mentality. Punk is the made guy from Miami that comes up to Philly and Jack Perry's the son of a made guy. And he wax yeah. tries to wax CM punk. He's, he's not making it out of that situation. And punk is going right back to Miami with nothing going to happen to him. Right. That's like, you have to understand that. And that's the childish thing. And I think we've all done it in professional careers or in life, whatever, where you think you're hot shit. And you're not, and it comes back to bite you and hopefully you learn from it. And if you're Tony Khan, you got to assess that, right? If he's gone a long time and he comes back and he's not the same guy that you saw when he left, then you can go. Because I think, honestly, and I disagree with you here, I think this is like a huge moment in Jack Perry's career. If, if, If he's nothing from here on out, that's the moment of that turn. If he's a huge star, that's like I could definitely see him coming out. And if people coalesce around mainly the punk. Is a POS camp in the crowds at outside Chicago? Mm-hmm. I think Jack Perry's going to be like a mega baby face when he comes back. Of like, yes, you got because of you, we got rid of CM Punk, right? And I think that like you don't have to lean into that, but I think there's like a definitely like a version of this Jack Perry, still leather jacket, still sunglasses, but maybe he's got a lollipop in his mouth now, and he's kind of the cool badass guy. And you lean into that slowly, not immediately, because that shows the wrong message. But I think this is a big moment for Jack Perry and how he reacts and how he acts backstage after he gets back, whenever that's going to be. It
0: kind of has like um, in a different way, like a little bit of like Triple H, although it's worse, but the Jack Perry thing is worse. But it's kind of like Triple H curtain call type thing where like Mm -hmm. you're the low guy. Like, yeah, you're getting it. You're going to get the business on this one, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. and now granted. Uh, it's a little bit different because Hunter wasn't directly to blame for that situation where all Perry is like the, like the blame of like him saying that comment goes on him, you know, whether he was coerced into saying it or someone planted it in his head, whatever, you know, he's a grown man. And like, you know, he said it, so it's on him. Um But it is kind of, I think you're right. I think it's really good to point out like, yeah, it, it, you know, I, I don't think we're going to see him for a while, but Mm-hmm. When he does come back, it's a, it, it, it's a, how do you handle this moment? Um, and I, and, and I think you're right to, to, uh, to call, to call that out. Um, let's go to a super chat here real quick from Zach. Who's chiming in again, the super chats are open folks. Uh, we very much appreciate the contributions to the show. I got to put over our, our, uh, our chat here. Um mm-hmm. We got people all over the place in terms of like how they feel about this situation and you know who did what and where should you go from here? But we have created the environment we wanted to create. It's respectful. We're tossing around ideas, people are going back and forth, and it can happen. It can happen that way, folks. Zach says, Who will Ricky Starks face it all out with punk off the show, or is he just screwed? Um <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I I don't know. I'm not convinced that that was the match anyway, Zach, for, for mm-hmm. All Out. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think, I mean, all indications point to him just being screwed at this point. That doesn't mean he's not going to work a match on the show. But it's certainly not going to be as high profile as working um, CM Punk in Chicago in the United Center. So, I... I think I would classify that. I'd put that in the um, screwed category, if you ask me, Zach. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate you, Zach, as always, uh, for the contribution and for supporting the show. Thank you. Um, all right. We talked both sides. We talked, um, you know, punk. We've talked Jack Perry. We talked a little Tony Khan. But I want to talk more Tony Khan because – um, this is going to lead into my next point, which I'll tease right now, but Tony Khan, we mentioned earlier that he has to use this as a time to grab a hold of this thing before it free falls, uh, or while it's free falling, like it's time to like, get control of, of your company. Um because a lot's on the line. I mean, they're going to negotiate a TV deal. They just added a, a, a second major show that's about to go into the most competition it's seen since its existence with college football and the NFL, the baseball playoffs, the NBA is coming back, and the NHL is coming back. I mean, like, like, like the whole thing is it's coming.
1: Yeah, well, you're telling, and you're you know, the whole the whole next year of like. Trump in court for the next year. That's gonna kind of like Trump in court for numbers. the next year. Yes. Like, yes. you know, the eight, nine, ten o'clock on MSNBC or Fox News is gonna yeah. be, you know, through the roof. So it's through the, yeah, through that, the roof the
0: It's like you know, so we 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 talked about how like he's gotta get his house in order here. Um Tony Khan moving forward, Tyler, like if you're coaching him up here, just, just as like a friend. Like if you're a friend of his, not even in the company, you're not, you've got no vesting interest in, in like what actually happens with AW outside of the fact that your friend is, you know, less stressed and has an easier avenue to success. What are you telling him on a phone call right now?
1: just period <laughs> I assume I know some of the inner workings of his current setup right yeah yeah like, you, like know, you know like, okay. you know he's like you're,
0: you know he's your his confidant like you know he calls yeah, you when he's pissed off
1: yeah so assuming I know that right because I'm talking a little bit out of place here because I don't know all of the systems he has in place but probably review that with him and go from there right the main thing is you have to just like keep your house in order of well, we talked about, I think, more of it's so loosey-goosey that, you know, and I, I like a loose ship as much as the next guy. I like working in one. I like managing one as long as it's possible. But it's like the second it goes off the rails, you really got to bring it in. Mm-hmm. And um, so whatever that means within the context of, of AEW, right? Like, hey, uh, as a small example, right? Like, who's, who is telling wrestlers, like, you got to get to the – the hotel on your own from Heathrow airport like that's yes yeah I'm going I'm going in a couple of weeks like that's like two trains you got to get on that is like not super easy you can't just like I mean you could uber punk is a millionaire so he could have done that too but like of the, course the would be most, upset
0: about that yeah.
1: yeah yeah but like you know was there an email sent out like did everyone know is there like a someone to check like hey making sure everybody's good on you know like when you are on a business trip and your company books travel for you, usually they book your hotel or you have a portal that you go through and you have an expense report. I know they're all not, you know, they're independent contractors, but like even stuff like that, that doesn't sound like that's there. Like, you know, catering, like snacks were it's there. All those little things of like, you got to run this like a real business top to bottom and You know, it was cute at first. I don't know what the structure is. That's why I'm I'm all with a big grain of salt here. But like, you know, it was cute when the company started that. Oh, cool. Aubrey, the ref, ref Aubrey has a job booking places. So she gets health insurance and she's a real employee besides just being a referee. That's like a nice, heartfelt family business story. But like you have five hours of content on network television. You're a billion dollar deal over many things. Like you have to run this like a publicly traded company if you want to get to that point. And from top to bottom, it does not seem like the company is being run in that way. It seems like people who probably are not are overworked, yourself included, that's probably my main point here for Tony, is you need to pick let's say you're doing 15 things right now, you need to pick three that you really want to excel at. And everything else you got to pick smart people. Like what did your dad do? How did your dad build the Callahan brake pad business or whatever he does. I think he made like the the bumper pad thing or whatever yes. that like snaps off easily. It just reminds me of Tommy Boy every time I hear about Shad Khan's story. But um you know what did your dad do? Like your dad is not ordering parts for that business. He has a trusted logistics manager that is oversaw by the chief logistics operator for the entire company, right? Like and I don't know the structure of the business, but it seems very much like Tony Khan is doing way too much. And as a result, I'm going to assume the structure of his company is the same way, where if you're in charge of booking anything, you're probably also in charge of booking everybody's hotel room. And like you need layers to that sort of stuff for it to go smoothly and not have the whole operation come off as minor league, right? They're making steps in the presentation, but that's always been a complaint. Like if the guys can't catch the action in the ring, probably the the booking of their hotel rooms and their accommodations and the catering and all that stuff is not great. Also the hey, where are wrestlers at, at any given time, all that sort of stuff, right? Like you need to redo the whole business in that way. So I'm sorry I kind of went off on a whole like elevator pitch that was a hundred story elevator pitch. But like just top to bottom you need to look at what a successful business does because I think there are a lot of things that um you know are here. So and it's uh... I, I I'm looking at the chat here. I do not think AW needs to be publicly traded, I think they would probably go under in one second the way they're running. I think someone would come in and buy them and make them private immediately because it's such (laughs) a a show. But uh, yeah, go ahead.
0: I... By the way, I'm drinking a great beer from Maplewood in Chicago. Awesome beer. Chef's kiss. I... (laughs) I'm so happy that you brought that up because, and look, we don't talk before the show about what we're going to talk about. I agree 100%. If I am Tony Khan's like confident outside of the company, my advice to him is that you like, you have this like little engine that could business that is spread way, 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 way too thin with the infrastructure that you have in place. And it's like, if you're fixing To sign a billion-dollar television deal in a few months? Like, you need to act like a billion-dollar company would act. And that means get your bones in place, get the bones of the company in place. CM Punk down to Ryan Nemeth. You shouldn't be wondering about their travel. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, if you want to be a competitor to WWE, in some ways, you gotta act like they would act, which means travel's taken care of, which means people know where to go for, 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 for what question that they may have, which means that, yeah, Tony Khan, you may not be in like the weeds on, on all of these different, different decisions, because you've hired 10 people and 10 teams to, to, to do them. You know, Paul Levesque and even Vince McMahon right now is not in the weeds on every single conversation that has to do with WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia. There is a guy, a person in that company who manages, you know, the WrestleMania build outs and the WrestleMania strategy and the WrestleMania event itself a year prior. Um, That person's there. And yeah, eventually Vince is going to get involved in that. And eventually Paul is going to get involved in that, but it's, it's not something that he's involved with every day because it's a whole other job to do. And so uh, to me, my advice, it's like, it's exactly in line with yours, man. Like it's act like the company you want to be, you know, you, you know, you, you, the company spread way too thin and it's, um, it's just one of those things where I think, you know, the idea of being like this little engine that could competitor, like is a good one, but you're, you're five years into this thing now, almost or four years. in. Like you're not that anymore. Like you are on major television networks with like, you know, top talent. You're in big conversations. You're at television upfronts. So you're going to sign a big TV deal. You're not the little engine that could company anymore. Start acting like it. And I think if you adopt that type of attitude, you're not like you're. AW is not anything less than it was. It's just not the same company that it was in 2019 when it first started, and Tony Khan should be proud of that because he built that from 2019 until now. But it's not the same. You can't treat it the same exact way now as you did as you did back then. And I feel like that company is trying to do all these different things with that same little bitty infrastructure, and it doesn't work. And it and it it uh, it just creates an environment where. Things can fall through the cracks and messaging is off and, you know, it's it's a company in disarray rather than a company that's all pulling in the right in the right direction. Um, I want to go to another super chat here. Uh, Matthew, thank you so much for your contribution to the show. Um, What if punk's not the issue and it's these young, disrespectful guys just shooting some ball here? Love the new pod, guys. Thank you. Uh, Matthew, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to send the note and listen in. I'm glad you're enjoying the show. Um, Tyler, what do you make of that? Is punk just well, the uh, the wise old veteran and these these young guys are just that? Like disrespectful punks?
1: Well, that's certainly going to be the, the punk angle of this for sure. You know, when he's on, you know, uh, like Hulk Hogan was on the Joe Rogan podcast. And I was thinking about for our other endeavor, to do like a whole report of like, I listened to this so you didn't have to. And I got about 10 minutes in where Hogan was talking about doing so many leg drops that he can't walk anymore. And I was like, I can't do, I can't do this to myself. Um, so, you you know, walked to you know, the interview, not, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So, and I haven't listened to Rogan in like, you know, a long, long time. So that was kind of jarring anyway. So I was like 10 minutes on that. Anyway, but whenever say, that, say, are, you, are
0: you okay? Like, are you, did you make it like, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Okay? Brain power. Yeah, I'm, uh, I,
1: mel- I melted like the delicate, you know, snowflake I am. So, well, good, so. Um, but uh, <laughs>
0: oh god. But uh,
1: I digress. But uh, yeah, I think uh, that's going to be what he says on shoot interviews in the future, right? So be prepared for that mentally, everybody. When he's, you know, uh, you know, you think he's a curmudgeon now. Wait till twenty years from now. Good lord, you know, he's going to have a Jim Cornette type following. You're going to see his face and, you know, all that stuff. So just be ready for that. Like, he's not out of our lives, that's for sure. Um, But, yeah, I think, you know, everything, every, you know, every random bar fight you've ever seen in your life, every scuffle at work for, you know, every crappy email that turns into something, it always takes two to tango, right? There's no arguing that. But when, you know, the old saying, right, when you wake up and you get cut off by an a-hole – and then there's an a-hole in the grocery store. And then there's, you know, you get home and your dog's an a-hole. Maybe you're the a-hole, right? That's yeah. like the, I, I butchered that tremendously, but that's that's more so what I'm thinking in this situation and that people are instigating against him, but he's just so abrasive that some people that have that mentality are going to push his buttons. And that's kind of what he wants, I think. I think we could all agree with that.
0: I think that's what he wants. And I think, you know, I I think it goes back to you know Tony Khan a little bit too. It's like, yeah, you've got these young guys on the roster. So they can't they can't run roughshod over everything. Like like this is what, what should have like happened if you're just dealing with like disrespectful Jack Perry, right? Or like just guy who is out of his depth and selfish and doesn't understand the repercussions of his actions it's the situation should have gone he says that he walks backstage and tony khan pulls him aside and goes what tell me what you were thinking there and when you're done the door's over there you can head back to your hotel and we'll see you when we see you i'll talk to you later like to me you know that is how you handle that that situation you can't let these guys operate that way and like and if you, and if that happened and punk didn't react you know then i think you have an environment where these young disrespectful guys recognize real quick that they can't mm-hmm. act like that and yep. and 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 you don't have the obviously you can't have the punk response that throws that changes everything it it, it really does it changes everything but you know, if Jack Perry and Thunder Rosa and, you know, well, who was it? Uh, was it Diamante? Or who was the, per- the other person who kind of went into One thing
1: Ivalice and, and, and yes. Thunder Rosa got into it.
0: Yes, Ivalice, um MJF. Like, there's a long list of people. And it's like, you can't have that. Like you just can't have that. And the the punk stuff doesn't even matter as far as this goes. Like that comes from Mm -hmm. the top down. And, um, you know, there's no indication that had punk not reacted, Tony Khan would have done anything. I get that that's not really the point, but the bottom line is, yeah, you can't have your young guys doing that. (laughs) And, and, uh, you know, and I think CM Punk, because of his history, is the wrong guy to be reprimanding them as they come back through the curtain. but you know, it doesn't change the reality of there has to be a structure in place to prevent that type of thing from, from happening. Um, let's get to another super chat from Zach. Thank you, Zach. Tony needs to delegate for sure. I just don't want AEW to lose that rebel renegade spirit. Zach, I, 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 I disagree with you on that. I, I, I really, I really do. I, I respectfully, of course, and, and, you know, <laughs> Zach, you're one of my favorite people to talk wrestling with and debate wrestling with, but I disagree on this front. like I don't they're not I don't think they are the rebel renegade promotion. Like they're a promotion that's on national cable TV. They're a promotion that is going to get billions of dollars from a national know, television provider. They are mainstream at this point like they're not like an underground indie this isn't you know ring of honor 2002 we're talking about here this is an ecw you know in 1996 like th- th- this is a mainstream company they're not they're not to the level of of wwe but but they they still are mainstream. Like, I I don't know. That's just how I look at it. Like, I don't think that they're this underground, I don't see them as this underground kind of rebellious, you know, uh, wrestling promotion. Like, I think that they are, you know, a mainstream wrestling promotion and a number two to WWE. And I, I just, I don't think, I think you can book a good wrestling show that has the qualities that you look for Zach. Um, while it's a tightly run ship that, you know, is, is, a, is mature. I, I think both those things can happen. And I don't think they have like a rebel spirit to, to worry about at this point. I, I just, I don't know. I just with the premise. Tyler, where are you at? Breaking the tie or what? Oh, you can't even hear. Tyler doesn't know man. He doesn't know folks that I just had a soliloquy of epic proportions that he did not hear. It's sad. He's going to have to listen to it back. Um, I'll run the cliff notes for him later. Zach's chiming in again. And Zach, we appreciate the show here. And I'm on two screens. Zach says, wait a minute. Jack made a comment. It's not his responsibility to cater to Punk's fragile man-child ego. Yet, yeah, it is. I would argue that it 100% is his responsibility to, to cater to that. Like, And it's not. He's not catering to that because of – he's not catering to that because he wants – because he wants to worry about, like, Punk's fragile ego. That's not why you don't make the comment. You don't make the comment because of the impact that it'll have on the company, the impact that it's having right now, which is you know you're going to push CM Punk's buttons. You know he's going to react to it, and you know it's going to affect – Tony Khan and the business. It's already going to affect all out. So you don't make the comment because of the impact that's going to have, not because of punk's man child. And I think Zach, that's totally two different things. Tyler, I'm going to throw to you on this one and then I'm going to put up the last, uh, the last super chat so you can address that.
1: Cool. Yeah. I, I was trying to, <laughs> my AirPods dropped out because I went on my phone to try and search if. So Jack made this comment recently, like just now, or we're just saying, no, Jack made a comment about –
0: the comment during the
1: match. Oh, before the yeah, – yeah, during the match. Okay, okay. I thought it was like like he tweeted this. I was like, oh, my God. He's totally <laughs> – Oh, God, everything no. back. He's done. Like, I was just <laughs> making – that's why I was trying to check my Twitter and then my phone. All right, so great. Um, So what is the question?
0: Sorry, I had to pop off and pop back on. Well, I couldn't so hear this, you for like a minute. This came in second. This came in second. And he, he's talking yeah. about kind of like our my, – my point is that it's – that. Jack is responsible for this because not because of it's a you know it hurts Punk's ego, but because he's responsible to Tony Khan and he's responsible for the to the company. He knows Punk's involvement to the company is important, and Jack pretty much just crapped all over that with with that comment. That's my argument here. Um That's my that's where I disagree with Zach on this particular point. It is his responsibility, not for that reason, but it is picture
1: yeah and that's kind of like the, what we talked about earlier about like you know whether you like it or not punk is a made guy and you're not right so in any business whether you're you know like who's more correct you know if they're both 50-50 and then they're both wrong that's probably as close as it, it could be but if I did you know if I did go over a little bit I'd probably say Jack Perry 51 punk 49 you know he's just barely more right because he's not a curmudgeon and everyone doesn't hate him but like that does not give you the right, or you need to have the emotional intelligence in your life, in your workplace, to not just like, we don't, every day, all of us are able to suppress things we actually want to say to people. Yeah. And that's just being a decent, smart human being that wants to get along in a society, right? We don't live in a cabin in the woods that never talk to another person because we hate everybody so much, right? And that's for Jack and that's for Sam Punk. You guys should so, yes. hear what
0: Tyler says to me off the air. It's brutal. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) but uh, yeah, I mean, that's just where I am. Like, you got to have the, you know, it takes two to tango, right? That's like the moral of this whole story. Whether it's Kenny and the Bucks and Punk, you know, Cash and allegedly his whoever he cut off or cut him off, you know, that's two to tango too, right? It's a whole different scenario, allegedly, but um, you know, it's all the same thing, right? Like, there's parties at wrong on both sides and. You knew what you were doing if you're Jack Perry. You knew you were going to get under punk skin. And you knew he was going to say something. And you knew, hey, I'm going to do a fight or flight response. And I'm going to look like a badass back here in front of everybody. And show my boss, who's a, who got yelled at. And I heard about it. Like, I heard my boss getting yelled at by this guy. I'm going to go out there and stand up for this guy. And it's kind of like, you know, a bad relationship. Where maybe you... I don't know. Let's say Jack Perry and his, you know, Tony Khan is his significant other and he's getting hit on at the bar and didn't say no. And then that guy gets in a fight with the guy that was hitting on the girl when really your issue was with your girlfriend, not this random guy that she was allowing to come in. Correct. That's a stretch, stretch analogy. So let's not go crazy there. But like his heart could have been in the right place, but his actions were totally incorrect. And he needs to really think about. Like, do I need to defend Tony Khan here or does Tony Khan need to defend Tony Khan here? And I think that's yes. like the crux of everything. And that's yes. one thing we didn't talk about either punk yelling allegedly at Tony Khan, where people could hear it in his room or Tony Khan's room saying he wanted to quit. It's all allegedly. More reporting is going to come out as we go here. But I think that could be a big part of it too of like wanting to stand up for the boss in your own way. And it blew up in his yeah, face. He, he
0: might have. Like, he might have. But it's not his responsibility to do that. The responsibility is actually to not do that and to yeah let absolutely. Tony kind of handle it, himself. Um, I want to get to Adam's, uh, super chat here, Adam, thanks for tuning into the show. Thank you for the contribution. Uh, very much appreciate it. He, he chime he's chiming in about our, uh, you missed this, I think part about, um, uh, Zach brought a comment on here. Oh boy, he's like, Tyler just does not want to hear this point, but Adam's jumping in and he's saying they are, they being AW are niche, but international. It's hard to explain. And I, I, you know, Adam, I think you're right. They're a niche product. Like overall AW is, but uh, they're a big wrestling company. Like I, I, I don't like, I know Zach, you know, you were kind of chiming in earlier saying that like, you hope they don't lose their rebel, their rebellious spirit. And, I just don't see them as a rebel company like anymore. Like this is a mainstream pro wrestling company at this point in time. And they're different from WWE and they should be, I think they could be more different, but uh, that's what they are. And so just because you run a company professionally, like if that means you lose your rebel spirit, like, so be it. You have to just figure out a way to be like another, <laughs> find another spirit. Like you can't, you can't sacrifice running your billion dollar company in a, in a professional way, just because you want to feel underground when you're actually not. Um is, is my point. Tyler, any, any yeah. thought on that? And, Thank and, you, Adam. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I would say like everything is niche in this world minus, you know, just take this Good week. Point. We're in, you know, it's August 29th, 2023, basically besides the Trump mugshot, which I think every <laughs> human being on the face of the earth that has access to the internet has seen. Like, besides that, everything's niche, right? Just like yeah. when you're at work tomorrow or if you're at the store, like trying even like a show you're watching. I bet if you 10 people, like maybe one of them is watching that show as well, right? So that's kind of everything. Maybe the NFL yeah. is a little differently, but like even the Super Bowl, like you go, everyone watches the Super Bowl. Most people couldn't even tell you the two teams that played in it last year. They just know they went to the party. So like the idea of the Super Bowl is ubiquitous but even like naming five nfl players is is niche for a lot of people right yeah so yeah Yeah. um so that's but like and then also the independent spirit like you know as soon as a billionaire owns something like i don't just think it's impossible to call it an independent production like you can have that spirit and i'm sure that's how zach would argue it and yes that's like hey we're the alternative i think alternative is a better way to pitch it than independent but like that's you know all semantics so you know i think being a you know disruptor being different like those sort of things you can definitely do if you're aew. but if you want like independent spirit you know i know i say it occasionally but you know watch the gcw show that's basically a upper middle class dude who's putting on a wrestling promotion across the world and you know you sit front row and you get to inhale you know mercury from glass tubes so that's your independent spirit right there so which is great I, I was very happy to inhale at Detroit when I was at that Yes.
0: Show, so. Yes. Good point. All right. Uh, I want to get into one last topic here. We're going to have to spend a ton of time on it because it's you – know, I, I don't even know that it's a central focus of this story, but it kind of is. Like mm-hmm. – And it stems from Tony Khan's lack of control that he has in his company. But the, the, the media – covering this, which we're a part of, um, I, 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 I genuinely believe, and I respect like to, to the max, like other people who are in our space, like there's no question. Everybody works really hard. And I think everybody for the most part has, you know, uh, uh, intention of doing this job well. When it comes to this company, like, I think as people in the media, we have to be careful with how we cover these types of stories. Like, because it's real easy to look at the stories that are out there on the same situation and go, all right, well, that person talked to this person, and that's how they got that story. And this person talked to that person, that's how they got that story. and..." as the as, as as the media like we have to be better than that we have to know that like okay i'm talking to cm punk's camp right now that doesn't that doesn't mean x story is confirmed or ready to you know yeah. what i mean like that's that doesn't mean that yeah you've heard it from somebody and maybe you heard it from punk and a steel and aj lee but it it still doesn't make it credible because you know the first thing you're taught when you're when you're like, you know, in journalism is, you know, you got to get multiple sources from multiple different places, two sources. But people, everybody in Punk's camp, that's not six sources. That's one source, one period. And I just think that there has to be, you know, this, the, the media can't be the story in this, like in anything, it should not be the story. And I think way too often, in these situations, with aw in particular it doesn't happen as much with wwe because they're more tightly pulled together you know collectively from a messaging perspective and a, from a, a a pr perspective mm-hmm. you know it's a it's it's a free-for-all and too often the media outlets are the are the ones that are people are talking about oh brian's reporting this or, or wade's doing that and and oh man i i can't trust this person i only trust srs it's like like we can't be the story in this. We have to collectively as an industry, as a media industry covering the pro wrestling business, do better at, you know, making sure that we get these things right. It should not be a thing that you're, that, that we read on a daily basis where it's okay. At 8am, this is the story. And, but at 10am, it's this whole completely other story. That's, that's not how this works. That's not how this works. And, and, not everybody's story has to be the same, but man, there's checks and balances that have to happen on this, that stuff that just doesn't happen. And I think people really tire of it. And the long-term effect is that people don't trust, you know, the, the media and like, and you know, SC scoops, I think has done it right. We've tried to report the news as it's come in, um, you know, but haven't you know planted our flag in like one specific spot because it's so all over the place. That it's hard to drill down. Tyler, I'll throw to you. My I, my rant is over. I just I was disappointed today at how this is all going down because by the end it wasn't even about Jack Perry and Punk anymore. It was about how everyone's covering it, and the reason is is because mm-hmm. it's so entrenched in camps, and it shouldn't be that way.
1: Yep, I agree. I mean, I think even you know what is a good correlation here. Like this is not life and death stuff. This is not repro- reporting on politics is not reporting on the Ukraine Russian war right this is sports entertainment this is TV this is whatever right so a good comp I think is like the NFL insiders right and we all I think even on that there's there's lots of each outlet has their own insider you know Adam Schefter a uh, uh, what's his name um, oh Adrian
0: like in yeah
1: NBA I mean for NBA whatever. whatever but like you know sometimes like two NFL insiders will jointly promote a story together because they've worked together to confirm sources. Maybe they each have a different source and they're hearing the same thing. You know, if you have a couple, a couple of news breakers out there, I would just love not every time, but like, this is a big story. And we've gone already through brawl out and like that went the exact same way. And I would like that. I would like for this to be a little different. Like if you can get two of the key insiders that you named, like, Hey, you know, off the record, this is my source. I assume your source is different. Let's compare notes. Let's try and get another source between the two of us to say what happened. And let's do a joint story. So we have, and hey, if someone beats us, if, you know, wrestle net or whatever, some like thing you've hey, never Stop of, giving out everybody us, my
0: famous address. So. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, if that beats you, it beats you. Like you're still the guy, right? And that's yes. like, you know. There's people that are the people that you and I trust, right? There's five or six people. If it comes out, more often than not, they're correct in some way, shape, or form. We know where they're getting their sources from. You can tell by the way that things are spun. Same thing. Adam Schefter gets stuff from agents more than players, right? Some guys, Jay Glazer's the guy I was thinking of. He's the Fox yes. guy. He gets more from players than he does from agents and management. So you take all of that with a grain of salt to know where it's coming from. Sometimes those guys go in together to announce a trade because the agent and the player have told each source and they come together, whatever, right, for a big trade, and you know it's true before it happens, all that sort of stuff. So nothing's of happen every time. But, yes, I'm not a fan as a consumer of, hey, something happens at 1 o'clock Eastern time on Sunday, and I don't really know what happened, you know, even today on a Tuesday at 10 o'clock Eastern time. But, like, I know a little bit more than I did to have to be like, well, I'll get it parsed out and i to create the story in my mind of what happened. You know, even Brawl Out. Like, I don't even know who bit who. It doesn't matter, right? Like, but did the dog get That's through? a weird sentence. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it is what it is. So, you know, I think just some... When it's really, really important, if it's like, hey, here's the match card for SummerSlam, do your thing. But when it's like, hey, one of the biggest stars in the last 20 years is probably should be done with wrestling and this is the second time this has happened and like we have to get this right for posterity's sake and to be trusted as a industry i just think that's important and like i don't know about you like i don't want that job i never have of wanted to like be on my phone 24 7 keep tight with contacts drop stories to make keep them happy so they remain sources that's not just wrestling that's every industry
0: mm-hmm. that's people
1: yeah. at the at the new york times They have a CIA agent who drops them information, right? You got to keep that person happy. And also, hey, great, you're a CIA CIA asset. No thank you, right? Same thing here. Like, I don't want to be a cash uh, 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 or a Dax Harwood asset. I don't want to be a Nick Jackson asset, right? I don't want to be either of those things. But someone's doing that and just like to have like a little bit more, you know, honor among thieves, for lack of a better term, within the industry to like, hey, let's... We all know when big stuff is happening, let's get it right. Let's come together. And, hey, if we someone beats us, they beat us. But if I'm right at first, as opposed to the person who's 80% right, and they beat me by two minutes, I'm always going to trust in the long term the person yeah. that got it right two minutes later. So that's just my two cents.
0: Well said. Well, well said. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I hope everybody who's listening to this right now and people who are listening to the podcast – you know hold us to that same that same standard um you know and uh so yeah well said man all right um let's let's hit a couple super chats and then i want to talk a little Bray wyatt and we'll do so quickly so we can uh so we're not uh you know taking up too much of your time here but uh let's go back to to matt for a couple a couple points here one is about uh uh the the punk jack perry incident if joe convinced punk to do the match what does danielson and other ogs think of this situation i can't imagine the ogs would put up with jack perry um yeah this is that's my point like i and i think you you hit the nail on the head like you know punk is not a good uh (laughs) og in this instance he's not he's not really an og he's not ever been you know, a company guy as as much as he'd like to frame himself that way. He's not he's never been that. Um, and so yeah, I think that you know, Danielson's probably sitting there going, I cannot believe Jack Perry did that. Like what a selfish, you know, immature, you know talent. and let's deal with him. Unfortunately, it wasn't just that because Danielson also has to address the, the punk thing because punk reacted too, And so I think, I don't think you find anybody in that company uh outside of maybe a few people <laughs> that um would think what Jack Perry did was, was, was a good idea. Oh, geez or not. Um And, you know, I'm glad Joe convinced punk to do the match, <sighs> you know, at that point, at that minute in time, like, it's too late. Like you got to go out there and do it the shows literally about to start. Um, you know, you go out there and you do business and, and you figure it out. It, I wonder how that would have gone if, if punk was working somebody else that wasn't CEO, that wasn't Samoa Joe, that wasn't somebody that had, you know uh, uh, that doesn't have like this kind of cachet that punk do, or that Joe does with punk. Um, but, but yeah, I don't, I don't think any OG is looking at this with any sort of positivity, except maybe, a few people who don't want CM Punk to be around.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, even on working with Perry, I think, you know, if I'm Danielson, I, I show true leadership. If he comes back, seems respectful, seems like he wants to play ball, you know, be a, a you know, a good employee of AEW. Like if, if he if he does that, I would, you know, and, and it made sense with the storyline, I'd be happy to work with him and get him back on the right track as a leader. Um, I think that's what a real OG would do um, in that situation.
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. From Zach again, Uh, for the sake of clarity, are we questioning Alvarez's reporting? No, absolutely not. Um, I'm not questioning anybody's reporting. I'm questioning, you know, the lack of like if I'm questioning just the reporting of the story collectively by us as a media industry, that's what I'm questioning mm-hmm. because, and so I guess I'm in a way questioning everybody. But it's like you, if 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 at ten o'clock on on Tuesday morning the story is X, and at eleven o'clock the story is Y, neither one of those two source, neither one of those two outlets did their the due diligence that they needed to do to make sure that they got the story right. There's no way that you have gone in depth enough at that point. If you can, if you can report literally. A story that's the complete opposite of the first one i just i don't buy that so if that is me questioning people's reporting uh, kind of but it's more so the tone of the reporting is what is what i'm -hmm. i'm I'm questioning more so than oh i just don't believe brian alvarez is reporting it could very well be right brian alvarez has done some tremendous reporting throughout the years in in, uh, in in pro wrestling but you know i think in this instance you know we we should have gone deeper. You can't have these competing stories out there in the media all day long. I, I just, I, I think that's the wrong thing.
1: Yeah, especially the, you know, I said eighty percent right because I think everybody was pretty close to the story. And right. I, you know, yeah. thing, but it's like, like I said in the example, if mine says Punk threw the first punch and yours says that uh, Jack Perry threw the first punch, one of us is wrong, or yes. they punched simultaneously and we're both wrong so like getting that together just having like a trust a trusted you know dm between the five you know wade alvarez srs houseman yeah. who else who else, i don't know who the fifth one would be in that situation but like whatever right those guys whatever like hey two bust off from each other and be like hey this is what i got you got it. like and that's hard to do because it's so competitive in the business but just like on big big things, or if like, hey, you both have your initial report, maybe then you get together and then do a mutual report of like, hey, here's the facts as we know it together as a team for this one thing, and it's a co-report that's on both, you know, PW Torch VIP and Fightful Selects, so and both get their viewership and, and even people are logging on, whatever.
0: Even if it, even if it's not like a co-report, I mean, obviously, I think that's a really good idea, and and that happens all the time, all the time in mm-hmm. sports and in other and other things, but. Even if it's not that, even if it's, hey, I'm X reporter and I've got this story. Well, doing your due diligence on a story means calling Y and Z and seeing if they have the same thing. And if they don't, yep. that's when the reporting actually begins. It's like, okay, well, what's what's the truth? And so um, we'll get to our last super chat here. Matthew saying isn't Alvarez in the Buck's pocket? He's an unreliable narrator, in my opinion. I don't trust SRS either. You know, uh, I don't know what source to actually believe. Matthew, I, you know, I don't. I want to check you on that because I don't. I'm not saying that those. I don't think those guys are unreliable. I, I, that's not what I mean to say here. Um, and I and I, I was pretty. I hopefully I was. I tried to be very careful not to say that. I'm not saying they're unreliable. I'm not saying I don't believe they're reporting. What I'm saying is that my expectation is go deeper if you have if these competing reports are all there like they can't all all these stories can't all be right and so um i think it's unfair to call over us an unreliable narrator i think you should trust srs i mean he sean does a, a really nice job with you know, so many stories on a day-to-day basis he is you know a a strong voice in the in the market and so um it's not that you shouldn't trust him i just I think. For this story, it was uh kind of disappointing to see all that stuff go out there with nothing kind of corroborating each one and knowing exactly where each one came from. I hope I hope I was able to kind of you know push back politely on that, Matthew. I appreciate the comment and and thank you so much for uh for the the super chat and the contribution to the show. Uh Tyler, any note on that?
1: No, I agree. I think, you know, uh I everyone I mentioned in this like super Insider group chat, I believe, if if they report something, I think it way more often than not tends to be almost, in you know, at least the idea of it is true. Maybe a detail or two are off because things change in wrestling. But I think all of them are trustworthy. It's just, hey, knowing where it's coming from when you get a he said, she said thing, right? And that's kind of more what we're talking about of like, yeah, if you're getting the whatever, the Jack Perry glass thing from Punk's camp, just understand that and be like, yes, this is happening. And now we're at a simmer between these two, whatever. That's the important thing to know. Yes. It's just know where the context is coming from and that everybody is in the wrong when there's an altercation, right? There's, there's blame on both sides. Correct. Unfortunately. So.
0: Uh, uh, well said. I mean, yeah, nobody is blameless. Of this. You can't fight backstage. Sorry. Can't happen. Um, and, uh, that's, you know, that's the bottom line. It just, it just, uh, it can't happen. Um, Thank you, Matthew. I appreciate it. Uh, Really appreciative of your contributions and uh, really good points. uh, Everybody. The chat here went exactly as I was hoping. Uh, Really respectful and everybody kicking ideas around and uh, acting like grownups. And that's a good thing. Um, We'll put a bow on the uh, CM Punk discussion right there. Um, We'll ride off into the sunset here in a minute. Tyler, before we go, just want to talk Bray Wyatt. You know, we can't do this show without talking um, the death of Bray Wyatt passing away age 36 from a heart attack after, um, some pretty well-documented heart issues and a really sad story coming out about the fibrillator that he wasn't wearing at the time that the doctor had prescribed him. Um, man, is it, it's just a, it's just such a sad story. I was floored when I read it. Um, and yeah, I just, I don't know. every, story like that I'm sure hits everybody differently but for me Mm -hmm. you know two levels that hit me on one was just like you know I'm 38 (laughs) you know and I've got you know a family of young kids and um you know just thinking about it from that perspective from him his perspective just stung me like hard hardcore um you know for what that means for his family that's still here and him being gone like that rocks me in a in a in a personal way um and on the wrestling side it's uh the guy was just such so creative um and so you know kind of a uh kind of the, the first real product of the wwe performance center like churning out like talent you know i mean he goes down there as husky harris and he comes out Bray Wyatt. I mean, it's like, I mean, it. I, I you know, I think he's gonna be one of the first people that you mentioned when you talk about the success of that system. Like Bray's gonna be that guy, and he his promos were cutting edge. His look was tremendous. The gimmick was so cool, and you know, it lost its way a lot. You know, in my opinion, like creatively, but you can't. Uh, you, I never discard the fact that it was just um just so intuitive and so deep and so just you know kind of fun to see it happen and sometimes he stuck the landing and sometimes he didn't and I don't think you know we as wrestling fans saw kind of like the finished product like I don't think we saw like the end of this Bray Wyatt vision wherever it was going you know and that that really sucks as being a wrestling fan um I'm rambling here but it's just it was a hard one to swallow like you know Terry Funk was tough you know because Terry Funk was Terry Funk but Terry Funk was 79 and he had a career and a long long life and it's um it's just Bray hit 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 different for me the one match that I watched was um uh the Bray Wyatt against Brian Danielson for the Royal Rumble in 2014 I believe um I love that match. I love that match so much. Like Bray, you know, uh, got the win and, but this is like, this is like peak Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan. Like he's about to main event WrestleMania that same year. And the two of them just had this intense freaking match. And I think it was the best Bray Wyatt match of his career. You're going to argue with me in a minute about that. But I love that match, wow. and it it really it was like old school Bray Wyatt too. It was like the first kind of Bray iteration. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's Royal Rumble twenty fourteen. It's the opening match on the show. Um, it's a uh, it's an awesome awesome match, and it was a good good way to kind of go down memory lane. But yeah, um, gonna miss watching him. I mean, he he brought eyeballs and he brought a lot of intrigue, and uh, you know uh, more than anything, I'm thinking about you know his family and his and his kids. Yeah, definitely that. And um, yeah, I hope
1: WWE can make sure that they are good for a sustained period of time. I don't know what that is, if that's like an ambassador role for Jojo or, or whatever it is, you know, paying out his contract, et cetera, hopefully a good life insurance policy, all that boring nuts and bolts stuff, but I just hope that family, you know, can be taken care of. And that's really, you know, you can't do anything about the emotional loss and, and just those kids not having a father you know, it's horrible. Like he, he, it's like tough to even say out loud. Um, yeah. so you hope that WWE can't, you know, they can do something for them to make sure that they can be as comfortable in that capacity as possible. So I hope that can happen. And, you know, I hope we never hear about it. I hope it happens and we don't, and they don't brag about it. Right. I think that'd be, um, yep. yep. that'd be great. Yep. So, um, but yeah, braid the dude also like, you know, no one had, Anything negative to say about him, which is not a surprise, seems like a genuinely good dude. Usually, the guys who love playing heels are the nicest dudes on the face <laughs> of the earth, so that, 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 that continues to track, and then you know, the inverse sometimes happens as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, well worked match, I can't argue with you on that, but just from a you know, match itself standpoint, I watched it the day you know that he passed, I watched it before um, SmackDown, and it was the WrestleMania. Thirty-six, right? The pandemic, yep. twenty-twenty, um, WrestleMania, him and Cena, which is just an unbelievably innovative match. And watch, I watched it. I don't know, I probably watched it every six months, just because I found it so intriguing. And like the Easter eggs in there, the comedy, the actual story being told in the ring, and you know the callback to the WrestleMania thirty where Cena did not end him, and he should have, and the whole, yeah. you know, it was the the best part of that fiend character that you know when he would beat somebody. They would turn right, like everyone he defeated. They would turn heel because, and they were a good guy. And this was like the the seed of that, and the best use of it of having a character go through their whole trajectory as a character and as a person. And like, do you like where you've been? Do you? I know you're a good guy, but do you like everything that you've done to get to this point? Probably not, right? And that's Mm -hmm. kind of the east, the best part of the fiend character and what I think he wanted to do. And you know, I would have loved to see. Paul Levesque, who was obviously more of a champion for him, to give him more leeway. I think we had more hits than misses on that character. But a thing to, I think, you know, a silver lining that's not going to help Bray, obviously, or his family. But I really, really would not be surprised if, like, 10 years from now, that Bray Wyatt is one of the most popular, you know, former wrestlers of all time of this era. Because, you know, I think there's a lot of people who grew up. I mean, there's lots of characters you and I grew up with. we're kind of lame. Like, Kane is kind of pretty lame, right, in general. Especially when you know about him now. Yeah, but, like, in just that character, right? Like, he's just, like, cool when you're a kid, right? And it's, like, there's that cult following, obviously the cult leader thing with Bray, but, like, I think if you're, like, I mean, if I was, like, 12 and The Fiend is walking around there, like, no questions asked. That guy's, like, my favorite wrestler of all time, you know, and I'm going to go back and watch those forever and – I just think like be prepared. I think that's awesome. Like his memory will not be forgotten in that capacity, but I really think he's going to be a popular, you know, if you ask someone who is currently 10, 11, 12, that sort of next wave of generation of fan, you know, we've got like the key demo of WWE is 50 plus you and I are that sort of child of the attitude era generation. And these are, these are, you know, post ruthless aggression. This is like PG era and beyond, right. Like the shield era, that whole era of like growing up on that stuff and coming back to it at this point, like those, um, those kids, I think those adults are going to be big Bray Wyatt marks forever. And I think that's really cool. And I, I just, you know, uh, I think that's a good that I know his legacy is going to be remembered within the company and hope they can do, do things to remember him and um, you know, all that stuff. But yeah, it's, it's rough and I feel bad personally that, you know, his last match, I was like, you know, super critical of, and it feels like I have like a bad, you know, it puts things in perspective of like, Hey, there's art and there's the artist and the person too those like kind of three layers. And, um, he's always doing something different. And if it worked, it worked. And if it didn't, it didn't. But like, I always appreciate that he was trying something completely oh, yeah. different. And, yeah. uh, and, uh, and he'll be, he'll be missed for sure. I think wrestling was better with a creative mind like his, um being around it, so yeah.
0: Well said. I and I uh, I totally agree. We'll go to uh Sean here in the super chat. Thank you, Sean. Praying for Jojo and the family. It's so rough. Wednesday aw has a lot to work to do, they sure do. You guys are the best. Become Brass Ring Media patron. Uh, thank you, Sean. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, appreciate you um. Saying that, and I appreciate you being a support of the show and making a contribution and, and uh, saying those you know kind words uh, about uh, JoJo and about Wrestling Media. And uh, yeah, we'll ride right off into the sunset here. Um, you can check us out here on the SC Scoops Pro Wrestling Podcast every single week on Tuesday nights, nine Eastern, um, eight Central, right here on the SC Scoops YouTube channel. If you want more from us during the week. Tyler and I, we run our own shop, Brass Ring Media. You can search uh, for us on Patreon, patreon patreon.com backslash Brass Ring Media. We're putting up all sorts of content throughout the week, written, audio, video. uh, And you can just join our... uh, our discord environment and our discord world of wrestling as well. Um, that's been an absolute blast. So you can uh, mm-hmm. join that and uh, continue having conversations like one we just had. Uh, and like the one we have each week right here on the SC scoops, pro wrestling podcast, SC scoops.com uh, has all your news, all that you could possibly want throughout the day. Make that your one-stop shop. Um, we got you covered. Whether it's WWE or AEW or Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, and everything in between, we got you there. We got a great team of contributors um, that are on their game all the time. Um, some really cool features uh, that have gone up in the last uh, 48 hours, too, about CM Punk and about All In, about Bray Wyatt. Um, lots of great stuff to read. So, uh, scscoops.com, make that a part of your day. Um, you'll be happy. You'll be happy that you did. Um, Tyler, until next time, man. Cheers, dude. See you. Bye, guys. Thank you.